Hello, welcome to the Kaleidoscope, your portal to possibilities and soul-satisfying solutions. Get ready to embark on an inspired journey in a quest for a whole new perspective. I'm your host, Ashley Bernard, introducing people to the beautiful gems that they are. Every story, voice, and person are all a part of a masterpiece. In all our brokenness and colors, we are truly meant to reflect each other. So I'll be mixing and merging your creative thinking and intuition as we peek into ideas, philosophies, and mysteries that expose the perfect truth about you. So let's open our minds. It's time for the Kaleidoscope. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Kaleidoscope. I am so glad to be back. I know I haven't posted in a couple weeks. Please forgive me. I miss you all so much. So today I want to read from a manuscript that was discovered in 2007. And I'm going to read through the era of love and peace section of this manuscript. And then I'm going to go to the new beginnings. And before the new beginnings, I am going to divulge to you the... um, the source of this information and I would love for you to keep an open mind and really try to absorb and and investigate uh, how you intuitively feel about what's being said and I would also love to hear what you have to say so here we go guys hello everybody welcome back to the kaleidoscope I'm so excited to have you all here today I am going to be reading to you all from a manuscript and I really want you all to keep an open mind and you know really pay attention to your intuitive nudges pay attention to what your emotions or your reactions to what I'm about to read say to you and really allow yourself to be rigorously honest and and you know and, and ask yourself exactly what is invoking these type of reactions and um, responses out of you whenever you are presented with these specific ideas or philosophies or um, even just particular words. So let's get started. This section is entitled, New Beginnings Can Be Set in Motion in Our World. Only man himself can create a new global social system in which all people are treated equally and with deep compassion and respect, and who work with a happy willingness, both for themselves and for the common good. Only man can do this for himself. But first of all, he must want to do it. And he will only want to do it when he fully understands the universal laws. You will ask, why is this wonderful form of utopia not established already? Well, I will tell you. It's because Christians worldwide for the last 2,000 years have been praying for the world order to be transformed according to the will of God. But things have only gotten worse. Why is this, you may ask? And many people will be pointing the finger at Jesus and saying, What good have you been to us? Why haven't you done something about the state of the world? The church says that you were crucified for our sins. And what a great question that really is. You know, my dear friends, Jesus has been unable to change a single thing on 
our planet and amongst our population. So listen well and believe me, Christians pray for the will of God to be done. But what does their church believe is the will of God? 2,000 years of prayer for the world to be rescued by the grace of the will of God appear to have been unheeded by the God of the Holy Bible and the New Testament. But perhaps throughout this time, they have been answered. When Christ was on earth in the persona of Jesus, he taught the people that those who kill by the sword will die by the sword. And you reap what you sow. And love your brother as yourself. And turn the other cheek. People realize that Jesus truly meant these statements and that killing was wholly wrong and should not be countenance under any circumstance. But Christianity, religious ruler of a large section of the world's population, which should have outlawed all war for any reason, permitted wars to break out, cities to be destroyed, and millions of people to be killed. Christians have tortured and destroyed one another. Why could this happen if Jesus Christ was truly the Christian leader? Well, dear people, do you remember that when Jesus walked the earth, he frequently told people, your faith has made you whole. Your faith will move mountains. Simply stated, Jesus said, the kind of life you will experience begins in your mind. And the true reason for your downbeat lives, plagued by ill health, poverty, ignorance, and unhappiness, is your strongly held fundamental belief system. Your life is fashioned by your deepest and most strongly held beliefs and by those ideas and opinions in which you have the strongest faith. And what did the majority of Christians have the strongest religious faith? They believe that their Christian God compassionately decreed that his beloved son Jesus should be born on earth to a virgin and crucified and killed in order to pay the price for the world sinning. And as some churches claim, man's sin will be washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. (laughs) My dear people, are you not reminded of the God of Moses, who angered against men, was appeased by the burning of lambs and birds? Are you not reminded of Solomon's glorious temple, built especially for the people's burnt sacrifices of lambs and birds to plead to their God for leniency and even forgiveness for their constant sinning? What kind of beliefs do these words portray? Belief in wrongdoing of a magnitude worthy of punishment? A belief that it was possible to take the lives of animals, birds, and then Jesus himself? And load them with people sinning in order to have it completely forgiven? What kind of devious ethic was propagated here? What does it say about the ethics of the initiators of such a belief? What kind of consciousness would such imaginings create? And when such conscious when such consciousness began to materialize in the events and experiences of the world's Christian inhabitants, of what kind do you suppose they would be likely to be? Is this not the same God of the Holy Bible, God's sacred word, who sent plague upon the Egyptians and whose angels killed all the Egyptians' firstborn children and animals when the Israelites, led by Moses, instructed by God, escaped from Egypt? My beloved people, 
this history of the Jews is the great event celebrated in the yearly Passover. The Christian church has not outlawed war. How can it when their God has countenanced war as a means of procuring more land for his chosen people and Christians? Can you see why the chaotic state of the world remains the same despite the prayers of the Christian congregations? And then you have been told that your sins have been washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. And who is the Lamb? Oh, yes, that's right. Jesus is. Who more than 2,000 years ago in the body of Jesus died on the cross. Does it now become crystal clear why prayers for the will of God to improve world conditions have not have been answered it is in fact the will of the biblical god that killing and slaughtering should be an expedited means to settle swiftly a score between nations and people in conflict i speak specially and personally to those people who are able to set to one side their christian convictions and review my following questions objectively and logically how do you think that christ Fully radiating divine consciousness and honest truth in every thought had viewed all the untruths spoken by many beautiful, dedicated souls who have believed that such a God existed. I only had the greatest compassion for such people because the truth of existence was unknown to them and they lived in ignorance of their true relationship to their father. They saw some of the truth of being, but only imperfectly. If only such precious souls, so dedicated to living lives, surrendered to the Father, had known the full truth of what Jesus was trying to teach them, well, they could have surmounted every obstacle and lived in harmony and abundance and shown their congregations how to do the same and made clear to all who would listen That sin is a man-made concept. It was a belief fashioned in the dark ages of mankind when the ordinary hurts inflicted by one person on another were said to be a sin against God. This word was first coined to make people feel guilty, to separate the wrongdoers from those who obey the laws of the land. And in those terms, the word sin was perfectly valid. However, the introduction of God into this equation was mythical and a complete lie. To learn about the true nature of the source, God, you must study. You must seek. You must ask questions. You must think for yourself. And you must examine your beliefs. You will see that your source of being is indeed within you, all around you, and filling the skies and all the space, but it does not think with a human brain, nor think the thoughts of mortals. How could that which gave you being, that all-encompassing intelligence of love, from whom you have come, possibly be interested in the little going-ons of our planet, or want to punish them? This is a pagan concept in a day and age when science has informed us that everything in the entire universe and galaxy of stars is nothing more than energy. Do you understand the nature of energy? And if you do not, I encourage you to seek an understanding. 
this manuscript is to help you begin to dissolve all the bad consciousness vibrations which have accumulated from the gross thinking and actions of selfish people. I have come to inform you that a punishing God does not exist. Your source of being is pure love, but you live with a consistent, unchanging law. You reap what you sow. Do you realize that this dark black accumulation of imminent and hate-filled consciousness arising from countries, religions, and people gradually manifests as events and experiences on our planet? I have come to help you build a higher vision of perfect life on earth that yields abundantly. A vision of people living in love and harmony, filled with creative ideas and governing with love and compassion so that all people may be perfectly nourished and educated according to their natural talents. I'm here to tell you that it will be impossible to help the world population take part in this great creative adventure if the churches persist in, ta- in teaching the Christian dogma and in offering the meaningless forms of prayer sent up to a mythical God. I say this to you, beloved people, because I have truthfully and honestly exposed the negative realities behind your deepest beliefs. Only you can bring about change and spiritual growth into the divine radiance of being in which divine love reigns all supreme. And Jesus came And did what he did because there has been no living person who could undertake this great task of cleansing of the consciousness for the world because of the risk to themselves. Imagine the anger and chaos if some highly placed individual had dared to speak boldly about the myths and fallacies of the sacred Christian beliefs. However, the truth of what's been said is to be found in the Bible. The Old Testament said to be God's holy word. Read what it says about Jesus' death on the cross and payment of our sinning. Read ahead the sacrifices and the wars in the Old Testament come out of your little caverns of ignorance and mental comfort and discover some truth. No pope or cardinal or archbishop can deny the truth expressed in these messages. I beg of you for the sake of the world to speak amongst your family and friends and colleagues about being Christ-like and to work to cleanse the world's consciousness of crime and war and establish a divine era of love, peace, and fulfillment of creative talent. There will indeed be a great deal of anger, pain, and confusion in Orthodox Christians' minds. And as they discover what is really being revealed to you, they will remove themselves from their caverns of pain. Before you can manifest your heartfelt visions, you must first spend time in visualizing, creating blueprints of your desires, filling them with the creative power from the source, and then giving thanks that all is being created exactly as you desired. Please understand that I have actually described for you the exact principle of creativity. I'm here to lead you into higher levels of of spirituality and new dimensions and to expose the drawback of the popular belief that Jesus was rescuing people from a tortured afterlife. But if open-minded people will consider these concepts for a moment, they will see that if 
Jesus comes from clouds of glory with the angels. He would be of little help to the inhabitants on earth. He would be in vastly different vibrational frequencies. And how would he teach them from the sky? And if he were born to be a baby again, there would be all the unproductive years of growing up. And how would teachers even cope with him? You know, I'm sure he would be more argumentative than his last time here on earth. But you must try to understand that everything in life is activity and working and substance of consciousness. And it would have been quite impossible for any woman on earth, no matter how spiritually alive she was, to be able to bear my frequencies of vibration. And I know that many people will be outraged at the statement and strongly reject the word as being fraudulent because it would be entirely impossible for Christ to descend to such vile thoughts and language. Oh, my sweet souls, this is where you are so sadly wrong. In your minds, you make... See, we make a thing wrong by judging it by our preconceived rules and prejudices. You know, um, but it's incredible to me how Jesus didn't have any rules other than self-expression and divine intention to say what is needed to say something to bring truths out. So I beg of you to keep an open mind as I speak with you. Do not yourselves decide what is likely to come from Christ and do not form opinions about Christ's reported activities on earth because Christ had no barriers of any kind. He always had this overwhelming love for all of humanity and for all living things. And his only intention, only intention was to lift us out of our present morass of despair so that we may presently enter the radiant anticipation of future felicity of the most glorious and loving kind, unconditional love that is God. To attain this new level of spiritual integrity, I really want you to learn how to stop looking back, fearing some woe or evil, as you have done in the past. This must stop. This was the reason for your for your reoccurring problems. I want you now to move away from re- repetitious misery into joyous consistency and expectation that because I am now giving you the keys and our world is being assisted by other celestial beings of Christ consciousness which you can expect only a beautiful and harmonious well-being in your life you will not move into this state of mind easily but I want to help show you how to do it successfully if you will persist in the studying of the truth and the curious search for knowledge and what feels like home and then following the guidelines to ascend into Christ consciousness. Have you ever considered that maybe Christ did not come as we've been taught to show us how to behave well to please God, but maybe he has come to help us invest in ourselves and clear out the accumulation of mental and emotional patterns of consciousness, which have formed potential barriers between us and God, the source of being who he calls mother and father life and in whom you are enfolded completely. 
down to your very last atom. This is because your source is universal consciousness. It is the very basic substance of every atom. Universal consciousness is indeed energy, of which scientists speak, but they do not realize it is indeed life itself. Therefore, anyone who craves knowledge, let me now assure you that you have drawn your own life from the source. Yet for a while, you feel like you are hovering between two dimensions of being. But as you persevere, you will begin to discover the very real and amazing benefits of residing in spirit rather than in matter. You will find yourself growing closer and closer to the source until you do become aware of its presence and its unfolding love for you. Therefore, my beloved souls, if I ask you to study these letters and practice their teachings, please, I beg you, realize that I only ask this because they reveal to you the path that I once had to take myself I have clearly defined the way in which I cleansed my own consciousness after enlightenment. And this was the way that you should cleanse your consciousness to arrive up close to your source. There's nothing more wonderful, more beautiful, more comforting, soothing, healing than being up close to your source. How can this be? You will marvel. It will be because you have unloaded all the thoughts and reactions which keep you imprisoned in your own makeshift habitat. It's interesting, you know? Do you want to keep this dwelling place? Is this making you happy? Is it making you restless and longing for what you do not know? You do not want to keep this earthly habitat created by the ego. You really do not. And I can tell you that the only thing which will separate you and God, which is ultimate love, will be your fears and thoughts and feelings of disbelief. The more that you draw close to the source, well, this will be the moment that you will feel the changes taking place in you and your life and will rejoice in them. This manuscript was channeled in 2007. And it is titled, I, the Christ, speak the truth for you, beloved souls. I uncovered this about six months ago, um, and it, it was really honestly an incredible part of my life because it, it, it was, you know, something that I had created in my future for myself because of everything I was curious about and all the questions I kept asking and all of the things that I stood against or I rebelled um, in contrast to. You know, um, I discovered the Christ letters and, and I do encourage you, go online and begin to read the Christ letters. It's powerful. Um, and a lot of things that I, I do talk about um, derive from the Christ letters along with a, a multitude of other different sources that just seem to have the same idea that lines up with everything that's logical and intuitively sound. And, you know, um, I think that it's so important to know what really is going on inside of you, you know, and to really assess what it is that you truly do believe in, why you believe in that, and allow yourself the opportunity to change lenses, to change clothes, and to change your mind. 
because you don't have to see things the way that, that you used to and you don't have to look the way that you used to and you don't have to think the way that you used to you know and i love how in this version of the christ letters he said are you happy you know and when i think about that i think that the majority of people would say no you know because we just live in this world today where i don't even think people know what that means anymore to be happy and um let alone be happy with themselves sitting in a quiet room just so grateful to be alive and uh, I really think that this is such a powerful message and I'm going to continue to read some of the sources that I have come across on here because I think that they're so powerful and right now we are going through an incredible shift in our entire experience here our collective consciousness is shifting in such a monumental way that it's felt in the hearts and the minds and the souls of every human on this earth right now we feel it coming you know and um and i just want you to know that in in my own personal um opinion i think that it would be best for everyone to really take this time to look within themselves because what we are facing as a race of humans and and and, and earthlings is truly going to be completely mind-blowing and although things may look frightening and scary and feel that way i just want to remind you to just remain calm and go within yourself and begin the process of ascending you know um because that's really all that we can do here number 1 and number 2 we have got to establish a problem in order to create a solution and it, the greatest outcomes show up whenever the problem shows out so i'm so very excited about these next couple months transitioning i suggest that you all stock up on food i suggest that you begin to meditate and i also suggest that you pray so that we can really begin to connect with a source with our source our individual sources and your sources have to be my source, you know, but the reality is, is that, you know, we have this huge misconception about whether or not we should all have to believe in one God or whether or not we should all divide what God goes to what demographic of people. But, you know, for me personally, I just don't believe that it works like that. I believe that my God is my God and yours is yours. And, you know, you all get to choose who your higher power is and what that looks like to you. You know, because I believe that God loves us all. He does not separate us. You know, man does that. And he has designed us, in my understanding anyways, to create our own experience projected outward by the information that makes us up, you know, with our parents' DNA and in our own beliefs about life, like we were just discussing. But the truth is, in my own understanding, is that we are all living versions of God. He was so happy to discover that he could be anyone. And so he chose to allow himself the joy of being everyone. 
Because I think to him, we all embody pieces that he was so joyful to become. He truly was pure love when formed in each and every one of us. For as the power of creation flowed in us, he knew he was becoming just who he wanted to be in each instance and became what he loved the most, you know? And I really hope that you can realize that as being the completely perfect design of pure love materialized so that God could experience what only you have to give to the world and only you are in this world, you are a masterpiece adored by your creator in ways words could never express from depths that are inconceivable to your mind. You are a work of art. No matter what it feels like, it's only an illusion because this is the truth. Well, at least for me anyways. And I just wanted to tell you, are you listening? Yeah, I know. I love you so much. Oh my gosh, I've been waiting to tell you guys that. And um, I cannot wait to see you next time. Please check me out on Facebook, TikTok, email, get a hold of me. Let me know what you think about the Christ letters. And if you read them, reach out to me and let me know what you think about them. Let me know how I did today. Hashtag judge me. Please help introduce me to myself because my favorite teacher is me because I am a student of my own behavior, but I cannot see the whole board. I can't see what you see and I don't understand things the way that you do. So in order for me to expand and become my best version, I need all of you and I love you so much. I cannot wait to see you guys next time here on the Kaleidoscope.